Okay, one more time. All right. I'm April White. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Buster. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communication? You're in the right place. Oh, he gave himself his own sting. I, I, I double, I double stinged. <laughs> I double. I'm like fields of so, gold, fields of gold. You're giving yourself a '70s porn sting. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was in that, and the '70s porn sting, which is really interesting, was before Trudy Styler. <laughs> and a double sting is a Roxanne, Roxanne. All right. With that, welcome to Hype Busters. <laughs> <laughs> the dedicated Sting Appreciation Show. <laughs> I am not a fan of Sting, and I am Chris. And over there, we got April. Yes, a- a- April, not a parole. Not apes. No, definitely not apes. <laughs> definitely not apes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, we have we have, there's like so many stories that we're gonna be getting into today that are, your heads are going to spin because you're gonna get filled with so much knowledge that your heads are going to bust open like a water balloon at a kid's birthday party. Yeah. Um, but before we get into all that knowledge that we be dropping in your minds, <laughs> April, what have you been up to? How's how's your life been? How's everything in, in your world, um, in your musical stove world? Uh, it's yeah, the, the stove doesn't play music. Just for anybody that's confused. Um, so I just got back from a double header work trip and family vacation. Oh my god, that's, that's right. How was everything? Um, it was it was definitely a bit crazy. So yeah, the New York slash Connecticut trip involved being in different hotel rooms every single night for five nights in a row. And then it was followed by missing a connection, getting me stuck in Dallas. That meant I had an hour and a half in between when I landed and had to fly back out for my family vacation. Oh my God. (laughs) Which was previously supposed to be almost the day to let me not quite, but you know, a good 16 hours to help me recalibrate packing situations, see animals and get back on the road. So it was a little bit great, a little bit crazy. Um, but I made it, everything's fine. I survived both, you know, vacation with my parents of the crazy work trip that involved a lot of nearly missed connections. Um, and not misconnections in the way that you might be thinking, but actually like running to Amtrak in heels with a suitcase because we almost missed our freaking train, which gave me a knee injury that I didn't know oh. I had until I ran in the grass. <laughs> I was waiting for the the obligatory what question, but it didn't but come no, because I'm just imagining like you, I was just thinking like this is planes, trains, and automobiles, but like she's off roading as well in heels. Like what? What are you? What are you so, doing? So what? Okay, so this is this is a scenario. So Hamish and I have to catch an Amtrak train to Connecticut to meet with the client the right. next morning at nine a.m. Right? We have team dinner at Scarpetta in Manhattan that mm-hmm. ends a bit late. So we, I look down and realize that I thought we left enough time, but we kind of got carried away with team dinner. 
we now have 10 minutes to get from dinner to where our suitcases are stored before they close at 730. Mm. We we got there at 732 and I called and said, we're going to be there in two minutes. Please don't close. They stayed open for us. We We get our suitcases. We're like, cool. Our train leaves at 750. All we have to do at this point is like get ourselves from here to the train, which sounds not far away, but turns out that Penn Station and its underground, you know, like molehills and and like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. of like weird labyrinths of trying to get <laughs> from here to there, turns out is actually further than you think. Oh man. So we are literally running with our luggage. I'm wearing heels in a very nice dress <laughs> and we're running until we're both like sweating. Like we've been at the gym drenched, like disgusting. It's like, Hey, so, so glad I get to know you in this way. So yeah. we're like disgusting. We get there and then the train's delayed. So we're sitting <laughs> there, like panting and just like dripping sweat and our nice clothes. <laughs> for like 15 minutes finally get the train anyway it was it was a lot of that and then it was like bad cab drivers that you know didn't show up when they were supposed to and said they were a minute away but they were 12 minutes away you know oh yeah all the usual crap all of the usual stuff yeah so it was a lot it was like a comedy of errors but you know it's just like one of those things like you know you go through the trenches together and just makes you better friends so (laughs) absolutely and i think also like (laughs) i think traveling with people that you've never met before also is really like an interesting kind of way of getting to know them um even better um i mean even even when dale and i went on our first trip um to europe we were we did um like my favorite place which is zurich and we were catching a train to geneva we were on the wrong tracks and I had this beautiful suitcase and I'm running up and people are, it's so busy. It's rush hour. My suitcase handle falls off and Dale goes to pick it up. And I'm like, leave it. We can't miss the train. Like clothes are falling out. Like I'm hitting like babies, dogs, anything. I'm just, I'm just grabbing this son of a dragging it down the thing and dale's like dale's like really like what is going on here and i'm just like you don't understand this is the only train (laughs) they don't come every day (laughs) it's like the only one we have so we finally get on there i'm covered in sweat dale was much more composed than i was (laughs) but my suitcase completely broken for the rest of the trip so i had to find a way of getting plastic bags and tying it through the <laughs> so I could travel with it as we went through like Geneva, Brussels. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. You like to buy a new suitcase because <laughs> it was just like you know we only had to go from the transport to the place we were staying. So I was just leave it there. My and I was like, no one's gonna want to steal this. It's That's like, so. It was full on embarrassing, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, definitely something to remember, but I understand how you feel running. For yeah. Something. A bit crazy. Harrowing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it really was. At a push. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping my, my trip coming up is less harrowing. We're doing the RV trip to Vermont. Well, you're, just in one, you're in one vehicle that moves, which is a lot less stressful. Then yeah. packing and repacking and then like, do I have all my stuff and do I have the right, you know? Yeah. It's, I think, I think it's just more about, I, 
I'm not a big vehicle fan, um, especially for long, like even just saying like, we'll be in, we'll be in the RV for 12 hours to get to our first destination. Oh, God. I mean, I'll be, <clears throat> obviously that's plenty of time to work as long as I like working like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm going, it's like, it's, sorry if anybody on our OnlyFans can up, uh, like, up up the I, I think up a little bit, made me motion. Grab, grab your, grab your tongues, folks. But the uh, but no, um, <clears throat> I, I think that's the only thing that I'm a little concerned about. And also, all of this, uh, my dog. It's the first time that she's ever been on a long term road trip to see lots of different vegetation and lots of different stuff. So I'm I'm interested to see how she'll respond. She's so cool, though. I mean, she's such a cool dog. Uh, she, I don't think she'll have an issue. I think I'll be more of, more of a pain in the ass than anybody. I'm not going to agree, but I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> See, I'm an easy customer as long as everything goes my way. But the- <laughs> speaking of drama, should we get into our first news story? <laughs> you okay, I'll take that segue actually because I know what the first story is because I was reading the news. So let's get into <laughs> breaking news with Apes and C. No. <laughs> so. April, I hear the first story is something that you have a real heart on for. <laughs> it's always sexual with you, always. It's not necessarily. I mean, always. it could be how there are hard things in life. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> okay, so the first news story is that Weber Shandwick's ex no, pled guilty to fraud for embezzling from the PR firm. <laughs> and I what what I appreciate about this story is the emphasis that you put on every word of the headline. And that really brings it home to me in terms of the seriousness. This is so crazy. Yeah, so he, nuts. he is accused of embezzling more than 16 million dollars. Million <laughs> with an M from the public relations firm and ultimately its parent interpublic group. Mm-hmm. Um so he worked there for nearly a quarter of a century right. and he entered his guilty plea to charges of wire fraud and falsifying records at a hearing. This is madness to me. Oh, How does this happen? And nobody notices the $16 million is not where it's supposed to be. Yeah. I wonder how many people were on the take. You know what I mean? How many people were paid to look the other way? Or too right. He's not even the CFO. So, what happened to the chief finance officer? Where was that person when all of this was happening? <laughs> like, how does this? <laughs> how does this happen? How does the CEO not notice that sixteen million dollars is flying around? Like, I mean, I know that you know not everybody's in the trenches with finance. Yeah, for sure. But you've got to have some eyebrows raised at a certain point if that much money is not where it's supposed to be. So at any rate, I thought that was crazy. I can't believe that it happened. I can't believe that he was caught. I can't believe he pled guilty. Talk about bad PR for a PR firm. This is... Yeah. It's in Reuters. (laughs) Not even a PR trade. This is in Reuters. Yeah. Hashtag it's over. So... They found this out. He pled guilty. Mm-hmm. Case is a case. Case mm-hmm. closed. But do you feel like the, that's going to raise a lot of eyebrows with people using that firm again? 
Or do you think it's just kind of like that's chalked up to one guy that was just like, you know, on the loose doing the juices loose and he was like siphoning money? I don't know. I mean, it happened from 2011 to 2020. <laughs> was it like, was it like a dollar a day or something? That's a <laughs> long time. He arranged unauthorized payments to provide startup capital for his own personal and business ventures, buy tickets and luxury boxes to sports events and cover donations to his alma mater. To answer your actual question, sorry, I'm just still stuck on the, the what happened here. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't answer your question yet. Um, I, I think it depends on how much people are paying attention and how much they, they respected and or trusted that brand in the first place, right? Mm. As somebody who works at Weber Shanwick, New York, I would like to say this is shocking. It's not. Yeah. I can't elaborate on that, but I can say it's not shocking. Mm. It's also why I started my own firm, right? So uh, I think it should raise eyebrows. I think people should pay attention. Mm -hmm. I think anything that big, you know, that people think is too big to fail, it's not always the case. And it's part Mm -hmm. of a publicly traded company. Yeah. If I were an investor, I would definitely not be happy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you're an investor, you would be happy. I'm sure this stuff happens every single day in these firms. It's just, it's really, it doesn't really make it any less shocking though. You know what I mean? Like none of this surprised me at all, but it was still like, I still can't believe it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, just, and this is like going to the next one, which is another thing that shocking, still not surprising to me. Experts are blasting Meta's first ever human rights report as corporate propaganda. <laughs> I can't even say it with, without laughing, right? Because we know what is going to be presented. What is the number one thing that Meta is being criticized of is being politically pandering, um, selling people's information, um, just doing everything just a little bit wrong. Um, so what are they going to do? They're going to create this report that's going to cover their And then we read it and it's going to be like, oh, no, (laughs) no, this isn't like what you said it was going to be. (laughs) So, again, still, it's shocking that they're going to do that because I don't know. If you're in a situation where you know someone's going to do something bad and you don't call them on it and then they do something bad and you're like shocked, it's kind of like, what? Right. You saw this coming a mile away. Yeah. But the thing is that why can't they see it? I just don't get it. Like, I don't know why they can't just get their together in a way that they can present a story that and i i'm still saying a story because it's always going to be a story but a story that we can digest and believe because because they're not authentically doing what they're saying they're doing and they'd have to do that first so if they actually cared about human rights then they could authentically communicate a narrative around it but until they actually do something that cares about you know about uniting people instead of exasperating political tensions. <laughs> like they're not going to get by with it. There's that those days are over. People used to be able to spin stuff all the time and people just take it as it was and not question things. That's not the world we live in anymore. So if they don't do what they say they're doing, they're screwed until they fix what they're doing. Oh, and also I think that there's an element of transparency that is up for other evaluations. So if there's other experts out there that have voices, they should be part of the conversation. It shouldn't be like, this is the report and this is the world. I feel like you can still, I I can still have a report, say for example, for a client, 
SAD created a report on one of their um, digital inter- integrated digital campaigns, and it's not showing the metrics that they feel are, they don't feel like they're being heard in terms of what they want through the metrics that I'm presenting. So then what I will do is I will say, okay, I understand what your concern is. I'm still going to present these, but I'm going to highlight those metrics that you want to see so that, that it's a conversation, right? Um, and this is this is just like, this is how we're doing it. I don't care if you think it's wrong. We're great. We're really, we got this in the bag, y'all. Um, when I don't think they have it in the bags. Another are. example of they think they're too big to fail and they're not. No, I don't think anyone's too big to fail right now. Even Chrissy not Teigen. <laughs> she, she works my nuts. I can't stand that chick. Okay, anyway. Um, what's wrong with Chrissy Teigen? What's wrong with Chrissy Teigen? Oh my God. Okay. Let me school you on a little Chrissy Teigen aside. Everybody, this is the Chrissy Teigen corner. So <laughs> Chrissy Teigen, um, she's, she's obviously into like, she's, Oh, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just so off the cuff and I say whatever I want and I'm just very flippant and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like five years ago, she was telling people to kill themselves like through Twitter messages and DMS, like any like celebrities. Well, it came to light. And then she kind of vanished for a while and then she did an apology that she's changed. But do you, like, as a person, I would never say that to anybody. I would never say that. I would never write that and send it to somebody that I didn't even know. And it's just based off of the vibe of the story that's happening in the ether. It's lame, right? It's like crazy. It's It's really bad. bad. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to change very far from telling people to kill themselves to not telling them to be, (laughs) to be be perceived as making a big change. Cause that's, you started in the gutter of gutters and now. Yeah. Like I'm not in the gutter. It's like, but you, Oh, I'm cooking now with John legend. Yay. (laughs) Why is she cooking monster? I think Chrissy Teigen did a Boogie Monster. Anyway, Tiggs, uh, don't call me. I think it's still going on a little bit. I think people lost a lot of respect for her. But, yeah, they should. But, you know, most of her fans on Instagram, which is our next story, have stuck with her. You're Only on Hype Busters do we tell, we have, we have the hard discussions, the tough discussions. Oh my God. All right, let's move on before you say more things that are going to get you in trouble. Um, okay, so Instagram. It won't ever be Instagram again. <laughs> Why? TikTok. Cause it won't be on TikTok, girl. So, okay, we had a huge conversation about this at the Go Agency. Huge. Huge. Not we Trump huge. Like, we say it like Trump. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that's a little point breaky. Okay, sorry. You try it again. <laughs> do it again. You do it better. No, I don't do it better. I don't want to do a drum impersonation. <laughs> you're just, you're, just, you're like, you're just like hitting every letter on it. Um, but anyway, it was a large, a large conversation that we, had. it was a hard conversation that we had. Uh, but anyway, we were talking about, um, it was really funny. We were just talking about Instagram and how we, we've kind of like gone off Instagram a lot just for our own personal use. And of my team members at the agency mm-hmm. went off on rants 
like rants about how like I do not want to be going on to Instagram and everything's an autoplay video and it's video and video and it's people that aren't even like in my feed that I haven't even followed and I'm seeing their videos and like, oh, I hate that. I don't know why we have to deal with that. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so true. And this is what the conversation is. And this is exactly what this article is saying. They're trying to be TikTok so much that they are forgetting what people want Instagram to be. Instagram has its own beat. It did. Yes, it did. Um, it's funny because I have had, because I don't use TikTok because China. No. Because <laughs> China. <laughs> use China. <laughs> it's so squeaking. Okay. So. Uh, I actually like it because I'm now seeing a bunch of dance videos that make me very happy and a bunch of pet videos. So my feed now is full of dance videos and pet videos. <laughs> and dancing pets if I want the full Monty. But so yeah, usually happen. But so okay. So you don't use TikTok. So you're seeing how basically you're looking at TikTok on Instagram. Yeah. Because that's what Instagram has become. Mm-hmm. You are liking that because you don't use the other platform. Now, yeah. I think that the deal is everybody has their lane. Why do we all have to be the same? And I think that that's, oh, there we go. That's a, like, I'll put that on a bumper sticker. Copyright CT on that mother. But the, the thing with TikTok is that TikTok is like, you know that you're going to hear it, listen to it, and watch it. It's not like sound off kind of thing. Instagram uh-huh. used to be a sound off thing where you could choose. Now it's like really, it's obtrusive like TikTok so that if you want to use it, it's, I don't know, for me, it doesn't, I don't like the experience and a lot of people don't like it. Well, it's not great unless you've had it on and then you have embarrassing moments where, you know, you're like on the airplane before takeoff and your phone's supposed to be shut off and you're like watching a video that comes on (laughs) way too much. Oh yeah. Not that this recently happened. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. It is it is more intrusive. And it does make it feel less like a friend to friend thing and more like a influencer driven, you know, everybody wants to be like these people kind of situation. I just think it's like a sledgehammer to your forehead. Like Instagram used to be chill and now it's like really aggressive and weird and random and and that's you know what, if that's where you want to go, um great. But I don't think biting off of another really popular brand that much to the point where you're not even listening to the people that have been using you is a, is a solid idea. I don't think it's a solid business strategy. Yeah. Do I think Instagram's going to be around here forever? I mean, I don't know, but TikTok definitely isn't going anywhere unless um, all the legislation was passed. So uh, yeah, I don't know. That's sledgehammer to the head. All I can hear is, Somebody else like Steven Tyler singing Sledgehammer. Why Steven Tyler <laughs> singing Sledgehammer? I don't know. Just <laughs> somebody singing it like really aggressively with some growls. Sam Kinison singing Sledgehammer. But that's all that's happening up here is like, like imagining, like auditioning different voices for a singing Sledgehammer cover. Oh my God. Now it's actually. <laughs> We've we've kind of like anthropomorphized it into just a singing sledgehammer <laughs> that is voiced by Steven Tyler, which actually he would probably do because he's looking rough. 
we could just um, superimpose the hunk of cheese over it. Would be <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> How about a hunk of cheese slam? Yep. <laughs> so that's Instagram for you, folks. If you'd still like to join Instagram, go to Instagram.com and log in. <laughs> then uh, that's you know what? That's all the breaking news that I can handle. Yeah, let's move on to point counterpoint. Oh, this is a segment. Yes, this is a new segment. Bing. It's a new segment that we've had for all of our episodes. If you had just freaking listened to them, number one in Bosnia. Yep, exactly. On iTunes. Um, so the first point and counterpoint that we are meant to debate is yep. there's an article in Reagan about how internal communicators are the new influencers. Ooh. A new age of employee communications brings influential reach to workplaces and true business impact. (gasps) (sighs) Did you know internal communicators have a superpower? (laughs) It's that people trust them and the information they share. It's true. And this fact puts the role of internal communicators as the new influencers in the spotlight. And just like Thor's hammer has the power of lightning loving this. IC professionals now have power and influence as trusted advisors to leadership. <laughs> Reading this like it's just, it's like a video you have to watch about how not to sexually harass your employees. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> if anyone wants to hire me for a voiceover for how not to sexually harass your employees, you know where to reach me. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> let's finish talking about this. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is not news, right? This is not news. This has always been the case. I do think that it's important, especially as things have changed with the ability for employees and former employees via Glassdoor and other other you know similar services to voice complaints about the brand. You need to make sure that people's experience with your company or brand or organization or nonprofit is wonderful from interview process, even if they don't get hired to the time that they have their exit interview, Mm -hmm. because they are going to be the ones that are going to inform people about what really happens on the inside of the company, whether you're really doing what you say you do, you know, whether the brand is authentic, whether there's anything, you know, that's that's happening behind the scenes, like embezzlement. Um, And, you know, this is this is really important. So it's it's more important now than ever before, but I don't think they're necessarily the new influencers. I think it's just that they, through the power of social media and these platforms, have gotten a louder voice. And so they're they're even more of an important audience, which they should have been all along, should never have been overlooked, but now they can't be overlooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I disagree, and I think that the, that this is actually news because Platforms have been um, actually. <laughs> Let's duke it out. Uh, lots of platforms, especially LinkedIn, have been kind of making some moves towards employee advocacy and in developing it in terms of the company culture within the platform. So, I mean, all, not all platforms are doing this, but um, there are ways for you. There used to be like the the age old invite people to follow your company bullshit. But now, actually, what's happening is uh, people are being incentivized for employee advocacy programs. So I've worked with developing these programs where people will get bonus points towards a reward. And so they can choose to do it or choose not to do it, right? 
Um, and then they're able to kind of organically grow with less money than they would be using for advertising. So for, for that, they make, they kind of light up the internal communications, get people really excited about it. Um, but of course they have to have everything that you're talking about, right? Cause it can't be like, Hey, share this post and we'll give you a dollar kind of thing. Um, it has to be There's relevant. Other companies that like, you know, shoehorn their staff into writing positive reviews on Glassdoor to counteract all the negative ones that are coming through from, you know, former employees that were actually pissed. So, I mean, Oh yeah. So, I mean, if, and if anybody wants a really good read of that, go to the Go Agency's glass door. Holy sh! People just make up stuff after they leave our company, like on Glassdoor, to the point where it's just like whatever. Did you, and did you then force your current staff to write positive ones to counteract them? No, I, I I would never. I never force anybody to do anything in terms of reviews. So I think it's inauthentic. But I mean, if anyone, we, we told everybody about it. Because it's like, basically, they're like, because <laughs> what will happen is someone will leave and it's based on their performance. And they're just like, oh, everything was like, it was really hard. And oh, it's like, well, you suck. That's why you're gone. I mean, my, my response is you suck. Sorry. <laughs> Counterpoint. Using so, from this one. Yeah, no, I hate Like, don't burn. Uh, my, my favorite. Oh, my God. Ever, ever. I think I told you about this was the one that got all of their negative reviews. Uh, posted a whole bunch of negative reviews and then still and forgot that they had to return their equipment the next day. <laughs> and you'd already seen all of them? Yeah. Did you, and it was in person that they had to return stuff? What did you mm-hmm. say? That is for another uh, <gasps> <laughs> Hype Busters After Dark episode. I want to hear. Tell me after. Yeah, I'll tell you after. So, like, go ahead, write a glass door review if it makes you feel better. I don't give a shit. But again, the counterpoint to this is like, you know, I think there are a lot of a lot of companies that are waking up to the power of in, in yep. impl- advocacy okay. in amplification. I think it's a very valid counterpoint. So, I would say this is a very productive point and counterpoint. Do you want to move on to talking about how awesome you are? No, um, I wanted to see what your thought was on the next <laughs> big piece you wrote the next article. <laughs> So the next article is written by our very own beloved Christopher Tompkins, the CEO uh, and strategist of the Go Agency for yeah. an article in Newsweek. And it's titled is quote cringe, the next big content trend. Mm-hmm. So digital marketing cringe typically occurs when marketers who are out of the loop with Zoomer culture try to latch on to a viral sensation and mess it up royally. <laughs> Chris, do you want to enlighten us to, uh, the, the like the greater context of this article that you wrote and, and yeah it's it. like it's like when you're um when you're uh hanging out with like an uncle or something and they kept on using the word rad or you know what i mean it's like it's like it's like oh man that's grody or like just a word that's like beyond i know i'm bringing back grody i'm not really bringing it back it was never my job <laughs> but it's just out of touch references that are trying to make people feel relevant. And what happens nowadays is it's kind of like if you make a reference to WAP, it's maybe funny for me and you to make a, an outdated reference to a song that was like six years ago. But for Oscar <laughs> Meyer Wieners, they're like, yeah, this is cool. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> You're like, um. Yeah. Oh my God. What was I watching the other day? 
it was a little bit of Monica in my life. It was a commercial. And I, oh, I it was, that. do you know what it was? It was for freaking um, a prescription of something. I don't know if it was for like a penile dysfunction or if it was like something, but I just couldn't believe it was like freaking Lou Bega's back in the, the game. Wow. <laughs> Forgot all about that song. Yeah. <laughs> so, Folks, what we're talking about cringe and marketing is is was a little bit what April just did and what we've been doing. <laughs> we've been saying things that are just like ridiculous that aren't cool. They're funny because we're making them funny sarcastically, but um, it's Badly. just not understanding your freaking market and thinking that you can just tie something that you think was clever that isn't current enough yeah. or relevant enough to the audience. So wait, why is this? Why is this like the new trend? Everyone's freaking People, doing it. Are they doing it on purpose or on accident? <laughs> on accident, because everyone's trying to be popular. Everyone's trying to. Because what's happening is we have uh-huh. the new way. The new wave of marketing uh-huh. is that everyone's going to get on TikTok. Okay, so let me give this marketer, who is a traditional marketer that has no experience on social media, now has to talk to influencers and create viral videos. How do we think that's going to go? Like oh church well no well they should they could be helped now but no <laughs> <laughs> always sexual with you it's um, not sexual those are, <laughs> those are workers <laughs> it's just you should call them something nice sex workers more positive <laughs> okay so, <laughs> so what, if, what if some of these brands know that the stuff that they're quoting is outdated but that it's gonna you know touch a nerve with somebody that's not a millennial that's more like us that's gonna think it's funny that they're doing an 80s throwback because it's you know everyone's into stranger things and wants to remember what it used to be like in the good old days like how do you know that they're doing it on accident versus i'm just playing counterpoint because that's they're putting lou bega on a rectal dysfunction ad Okay, fair. All right. <laughs> that's where they're, that's that's where it's going. Yeah. So it's not cringe. It's kind of it's nostalgia. But nostalgia for us is over time. There's there's not a lot of nostalgia for Zoomers. I mean, yeah, I know. What is that like? Phineas and Ferb's first season. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> a quote from there. <laughs> I think iCarly's even get like iCarly's been rebooted. So now, like, we're officially a hundred. Um, like, so just so you know, so that's great folks. All right. I like it. Do you want to move on to our favorite segment? Oh, oh, that was like, you got a a gurgle. It was like a baby girl. Yeah. I was trying to throw a little bit of stank on that. Uh, the announcement for cash or trash. Transition from, uh, outdated references. New segment. Ding. Ding! Guess what? It's time for cash or trash. So let's ice ice baby our way over to the first story, which is <laughs> you literally can't touch this story. Um, so <laughs> we have uh, a new Ryan Reynolds plugs root beer floats for A and W restaurants. God, so many things that just sound just disgusting about that. So it's not Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Like who, but who is this? It's another, like just a regular, the not famous Ryan Reynolds. Yep. There we go. That's the joke. Isn't that funny? It's very confusing when you're expecting to see the hot Ryan Reynolds and this is what happens instead. Mm. 
Do you want to screen share for everyone and show how disappointing this is? Oh, no, because I feel like I'm profiling this guy in a negative way by doing this. Um, but here, okay, well, let's take a look. Let's take a look. You can take a look, a little look-see. It's not, it's not who you want it to be. Upsetting. It's like when you think you're getting crab and you get seafood extender. Like, it's just like, not even like, it's, this is the sea sticks of ideas. Um, this is terrible. And the thing is that the, the cheery music, the throwback music makes you think like, oh, wow, this could be cute. So it's like, the, I, I give the music people the props because they were actually trying to create the vibe. But um, the whole idea sucks. What April, you April, you're like, you're like, you're physically <laughs> moved in the wrong direction on this one. You should see everybody go back three seconds and just stare at that look that she had in her face. <laughs> it was like the portrait of Dorian Gray. Like it was, it's just like disappointment. <laughs> I mean, what is the connection disabled American veterans? Like what? Why is this in here? Why is this in here? <laughs> like I want it to be good because this, <laughs> this is something. This is literally like okay, like okay. How about this? Why don't we get someone that's not a famous star? It looks completely the opposite, and may have him be a regular person. And then um, what else can we do? Um, who what, do we have any charities going around here? Disabilities, throw them on the back. It's it's this is not like a cohesive idea. No, it's everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah, but it's like everything in the kitchen sink from like a low rent store. I mean, we are talking about A and W restaurants here. I mean, we're not talking about something Wait, as classy as Boca de Pepo. They're still their classic, you know, long-standing American tradition of fast food. What? How did this happen? Oh my God! How is you bringing down A and W? It's so upset. I'm like more upset about this than the embezzlement situation at Weber Shaving. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I'm trashing this and moving on. Okay, let's. Move. I can't handle it. I can't. I can't. You're you're like waiting in the mire of this commercial. Way too emotionally invested in this. Let's move on to Wendy's logo has gone rogue. All right, Wendy's logo. The girl in the pigtails is now a double pierced emo. <laughs> it's clever. Well, it's clever also because it's androgynous. Yeah. Because, well, I don't know a lot of guys named Wendy. I don't know. Uh, with this one, they basically just kind of created a new look. Um, it's And it's their 10-year anniversary, actually. Pretty clever PR play. I don't think they're going to keep it, but I think it's a great way to get press and some buzz and get people talking and make Wendy's feel relevant again and then go back to the normal logo. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way because I, I feel like Wendy's not is not an edgy brand. Wendy's does have some edgy elements, like their their Twitter feed. I don't stuff think like they that, ever but... meant this to be permanent. I think they're doing it as a yeah. shock play. Yeah, I I like it. I think I it's like it. I think it's cool. It looks good. Um, I like the option that didn't make the coat, the spiky hair. Yeah, I don't know if I like that one. That's a little bit. That's a little bit cringe marketing. Yeah, the other one is good. The new one is good. The swoopy hair. They, these both look like they don't come from the right era. Yeah, I, I do feel like, like the, 
like, like the first one's like garbage, like Shirley Manson, and then the second yeah. one is um, like I don't know, Sex Pistols. I don't know, or I don't know. It's just yeah, I don't know. It's I'm in a weird time warp. You picked the right one. <clears throat> yeah, way to go, Wendy's. We're cashing you. I like it. Let's move on. Look at us. We're agreed on everything. Did Up next. Did we want to show anybody what it looks like? We didn't screen share. No, they. And we can't. We can't do that due to copyright infringement. Okay, fine. So, would you, drink, you ready for this? <laughs> would you drink this Velveeta infused mm. martini? Oh my god. And you what gotta, is it with Velveeta and the weird brand thing? They're doing these weird brand mashups that don't make any sense. This is like the fifth mm. one that I think I've talked about in the last two months. Veltini. Oh, they have weird, like, didn't they have the weird nail polish? And oh. before that, there was something else. And before that, I can't remember. It's like a series of weird Velveeta things. Anyway, who in the hell is, oh, yeah, cheese scented nail polish from June. Yep, yep right um, there. He's out polish. So now they're doing a cheese martini. Like it's not even real cheese. Why would you put fake cheese <laughs> in a martini? It's like an ch- imitation cheese <laughs> that you put in a martini. Okay, number one, there's cheese sauce entering into the martini, but you have to say fake cheese sauce. <laughs> I want the real stuff. Get me some melted monster in this. <laughs> All right, in no context, I want real or fake cheese and a martini. Not that I drink them anymore, but if I did, I would definitely not. If you did, I do drink martinis, and I would say that cheese is not something that cheese is not in there for me in terms of a flavor profile. Cheese is not an alcoholic profile, really. Drink like a cocktail kind of. Unless a Bloody Mary, uh, where they put everything in their in in the kitchen sink and those things, like a hamburger sticking out of a pickle spear with like, like a shrimp tail lodged in there, and like, a bar of beer with a little bit of gorgonzola cheese dipped in, just in the chip, the tail end, just a little bit, so it gets all soggy and then it breaks off and goes into the, the drink. Only possibility blue cheese because you put the olives in there and blue cheese goes in olives, but otherwise yeah. there's maybe see now if they would have done Velveeta stuffed olives or something then it could be like oh okay well that makes sense if you're doing a, a dirty martini i wouldn't hate that i wouldn't hate it i wouldn't i, I mean i would love it i don't like Velveeta, but it's like it's like it, it's like a a kid's toy that was left out in the sun too long that you pick up and it's melted like i don't like, know it's just piss. like who's gonna drink that yeah well i don't think anyone's gonna drink it okay Trash. <laughs> we're gonna trash it just because i don't think i don't know why we just up next chocolate toothpaste tampons with inspirational sayings on them like i mean what do you, like what do we i don't know it's just less than what you just, what we just looked at i might give a consideration to but this is definitely trash what the, the chocolate toothpaste and inspirational tampons no yeah would be much more inclined to use those they're actually, and by the way, let me stick this saying on myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> you are what you wear. You are what you wear. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you are what you start wear. every day with a smile. 
<laughs> Why am I turning it so hard? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I'm burying the lead on this one. Oh my god. So we actually saw something. I you know the store Big Lots? Yes. Well, Big Lots back in the day, like 20 years ago, um, 15 years ago even, it was all stuff that didn't work. So it was all stuff like we, we cash or trash that's uh-huh. just loaded the shelf. So it was so much fun to look in them. And one of the things we saw were ditties. Ditties were tampons that did have inspirational sayings on them. Stop. They actually existed. I bought three boxes and I gave them to my friends who were girls for Christmas. That's a joke. Yeah. And then they opened it up at Mixed Company and I had anger on my face, let me tell you. Oh my God. I didn't know I was going to the family Christmas party. Boy, howdy. So funny. Um, I mean, chocolate toothpaste, like, does that sound terrible? I don't know. I might use that. Uh, I don't know. As long as it's not mint chocolate, just go full in like Cadbury. Mint chocolate sounds fun. No, because then you're eating it, and it's like, and your teeth look like, I mean, I think it was the brown that would be the problem. Yeah, but if it was clear and it just tasted like mint chocolate. Crest, here's your idea. Your next big thing. Actually, and if you don't want to do that, do Hidden Belly Ranch, because some hole's going to do it next. (laughs) Then we're going to have to talk about it here. And then Elon Musk is going to buy it, and then we're going to... I'm gonna talk about it here, and then Meta's gonna fail doing something political about it. And we're gonna talk about it here. These bastards giving us stories. Yeah. Well, on that note, should we wrap it up? Yeah, I think it's time. I, I mean, we've laughed, we've cried. I mean, we learned about ditties. <laughs> we've been traumatized. We've been totally, utterly traumatized. So thanks for joining us, everybody out there in the world, for another uh, wonderful episode of Hype Busters. And again, big shout out to all of our friends in Bosnia for the number one um, iTunes spot. If you have any questions about the news, companies, or conversations from the show this week, please find our contact details in the show notes below. Unless you are Chrissy Teigen, <laughs> leave us alone. <laughs> But we are always here for you. Um, Our DMs are always open. So jump in. And if you want to put your brand in the hot seat, I mean, good luck. I mean, we're a tough crowd over here. (laughs) But, you know, if you want to talk to us, we could have guests in the future. I mean, shoot the talk about things, talk about life. We should, actually, April, in a future episode, we should have one of our buddies on to, to join this madness. Okay. We should get Hamish on to see how he would. Okay. Yeah, I think he would. He would be a good guest. Yeah, let him know. Um, And then everybody listening to the show, look forward to a future appearance by Hamish. Yep. Just one name like Cher. So uh, he only needs one. He only needs one. That's until next time. This has been Chris and April with real talk on strategic communications. On hype busters. Thanks for joining us. This is a gentle goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.